Bumax Podcast with Steve Mathis. based in Corona, California and founded in 1978 by Mitch Payton is known for two things, building high-quality horsepower and winning races. The name Pro Circuit is worldwide recognition that you have bought the best and we strive to get you the very best products for your bike. From two strokes to four, engine porting, suspension, and our top-rated exhaust products, we cover it all. And just one look at teams like Team 2-2 with Chad Reed, Star Racing, Harden Huntington, and of course our own team consisting of Dean Wilson, Martin Davalos, Blake Baggett, Justin Hill, Darren Durham, and Tyler Rattray, we make champions. Visit ProCircuit.com for more info on all the services and products. Pro Circuit, we race. Welcome to the Pro Circuit Pulpcast, Pulp MX, live from Hard Rock. My guest today, Kenny Watson. What's up, K-Dip? How you doing, Steve? Uh, here we are at the Hard Rock, places where you want you wanted to meet. Your second home here in Vegas. Correct. Uh, we're right outside. We're not too far from the tattoo, Hart Huntington tattoo. Should I get a tattoo? I think you should. What should I get? I think you should get your wife's name on your wrist. So that way you can wear a watch, you can wear something to cover it if you don't want anyone to see it. But if I were you, the way your wife has been looking nowadays, the, I would... The inside? The inside or the... Oh, no. The inside. Okay. Right. And if I were you, I would get the tattoo printed across my forehead because your wife's looking really good nowadays, right, my right. friend. I kind of want... What about the, the mom and the heart and the, the arrow? You're not in the Navy. That's a good point. Good what point. about Toronto Maple Leafs? Definitely logo. do not do that. Like, that is <laughs> that is hideous when people put their uh, favorite sport teams on them. When you come here, you're, you're you're taking care of these guys here at the Hard Rock. They're obviously yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, this is a you know it's a, it's a good spot for for us to come and you know when I come in town and we do you know we have a business here at Hart Huntington yeah. Tattoo Company and uh, we do a lot of promotions with them. So they seem to work really well with us um, throughout the years. It's been a growing process for sure, but it's 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 also. It's cool to come here on you know during the week when it's not as crowded and right. it's not like Moto Central and and just enjoy the hotel the resort. Yeah, I went over to the Circle Bar. I saw no motocrossers. Yeah, it's crazy, right? right. It's like crazy. <laughs> like half of it shut down, and you're like, wow. Yeah. It's it's a whole different perspective when you come here. Uh, and then uh, the vinyl, the club vinyl where I saw Andrew Dice Clay. I like that place. You made fun of me for going there. No, vinyl's a good club. It's it's you know it's it is what it is. It, I guess they tried to take the place of wasted space a little bit yeah. and made it more of a rock club, not as like you know a, a bottle service place, but you know where you can go see you know bands and comedians and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you know they're they're up. Uh, it looks like the Hard Rock's back on track and they uh, turning I'm, around. I'm really curious, and maybe you have no idea. Rent for the Hart Huntington Tattoo Shop must be insane. Uh, it must be – I mean, I don't know how many tattoos you have to do to turn a profit. Obviously, Carrie's turning a profit, clearly. Uh, you know what? I, I but, don't really get involved with all of that. But, I, but I'm, sweet Jesus, I, I, can you imagine? He's been here for four years now. Yeah. And knowing how Carrie Hart does business, um, if he wasn't profiting and he wasn't at least breaking even, he wouldn't be here. Right. He's not going to his wallet and paying to be here. So can you imagine, though? I think maybe they might be paying him. You ever think about that? No. Maybe. Maybe, huh? Wow. Uh, anyways, all right. Okay, so um, we're, we're, we're mid-September, end of September, October. 
Um, what's going on with the team? Anything new since we've last talked to you? Um, well, the team's kind of in a growing stage right now. I think, you know, um, when we brought in Ricky as a partner and we started to, you know, venture off and go into this to be this factory team and work with Yoshimura and work with Suzuki and, you know, stepped up our level quite a bit, um, it was kind of overwhelming. And, you know, um, so we brought Mark Johnson in to oversee, you know, all of the, you know, testing and then developing and kind of be the, not team coordinator, but kind of be the race manager and to, you know, handle all the mechanics and the riders and the test schedule and make sure we're getting what we need to get from Suzuki and, and Showa and all that good stuff. Um, it kind of, you know, opened a lot of eyes for us that there's a big difference between a privateer team mm -hmm. and a factory team. There right. are so many different moving components on a day-to-day -day basis. And for me, I was just overwhelmed. And I had to take a step back and let my guard down and say, I can't do this because I didn't even know half of the stuff when it be talking about, you know, reading dyno charts for suspension and electronic stuff and, you know, throttle bodies and, you know, offsets right. and this and that. And I didn't, they were speaking Italian to me. I didn't understand it. So we brought Mark in who does understand that stuff. And for, for him to be involved, it was de definitely a blessing for our team because a lot of people don't understand, but he was ready to retire from, you know, racing altogether mm -hmm. and just be a family man. And Whose uh, idea was it? To it get was Ricky's because okay. he was Ricky Carmichael's first team manager. Yeah. And he wanted to go out. No, he would have been Ricky's team green manager. Exactly. Yeah, he was yeah. Ricky's first yeah, not team manager. Factory, right. And yeah. manager, period. He was Ricky's right. team green manager. And then he kind of, him and Ricky have built a relationship. And the, the both of their families, you know, his kids grew up with Ricky. And, you know, matter of fact, Ricky and Ursula just went to his daughter's wedding um, last weekend. So, you know, having Mark there, and it's really helped us tremendously. So saying that, Mark is overseeing all of the racing stuff with Ricky and Kyle Bentley. Um, and, you know, Carrie and I are, you know, are focusing on the business end from sponsors activation, marketing, you know, raising dollars and going in, and that's, you know, been working out pretty good for me. So, you know, in the future, in the future, I'm really not going to be the team manager. I'm kind of, kind of, I don't know if you want to say demoted or promoted, but I'm kind of going to be the general manager and oversee everything where everyone, you know, comes to me and, and I'm pretty much in charge of everything. But when it comes to the racing and developing and all that, that's all on Mark Johnson's plate. And he calls the shots. Um, we, we, we're, he's the quarterback of the team right now. So do you like that? Are you happier or not uh, as happy? Because that is a job you did for Hart and for many other teams. Yeah, um, I think – you know, it's not like I'm totally out of the loop. Everything still has to cross my desk every day. Um, and, you know, if it's, it makes sense, that's the decision that I have to make with Kerry. But I, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I mean, we haven't started racing yet, and it's going to be pretty weird to be at the races and not have to worry about, you know, all the little kind of bullshit. I think yeah. I'm going to be Practice more hands-on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be more hands-on with, you know, meet and greet with the sponsors and using the races as a platform to build new relationship with sponsors and stuff like that. So I think, uh, which is truthfully a, what you're good at too, though. Yeah. It's a direction that I think our team needed to do. And I think I needed to do to grow as a better businessman and, and learn how to do more things than, you know, work outside of the box, just in, you know, racing, right. I, you know, the, the sponsor relations and all that is something that's definitely a key to a race program that needs to happen. So we're going to do that and see how it works. On the team now, seven years? 
Yes. Started in 06? No. No, no, no. Our well, first, not our first, I'm not counting. Okay, our moto. first year racing Supercross was 08. Really? Yes. Oh, so it hasn't been that long. Okay. 08 was our first year. We did, right. uh, first year was uh, Troy Adams and Josh DeMuth. Josh DeMuth got hurt. Right. And then. Uh, Looking back over all the years that you've done it, what's been, what's been a good decision? What, what are you proud of or pumped of? And what's been something you wish you had a do-over on? Or what's been something? Let's go with the with, let's go with the positive one first. Uh, what was the the best thing about your run at H and H as manager? Um, what were you most proud of? Never giving up and and always working hard. When everyone told Carrie and I that we could not do it, that there was um, you know it came from a lot of different people saying that we were crazy. Um, especially when Carrie says, you know, and I'm not going into my wallet and I'm not going to fund this team. And, <laughs> right. you know, he says, if you think we could go out and get sponsors and do this, and I did that. And break and, even. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> and I want to sit here and say that Carrie did not have to go to his wallet. And when he did, he was not happy. <laughs> and he did not talk to me for a while. Yeah. Because I kind of, you know, we got into a jam a couple times, yeah. but everything works but, for a reason. But, Traditionally speaking, many people go to their wallets many times yes. for race teams. I, it's something that Carrie and I talk about quite a bit, and I, and I try to thump into his head about, yeah, you have put money in, but some of these guys are putting three, four, five million dollars into a race program. Yeah, and you know it, the number has he's put in is not even close to that. But at the end of the day, he said, you know what, you're right. But I said I didn't want to put a penny into it, yeah, and yeah. I have. Right. So, you know, our goal is to get caught up, get him paid off, and and make this into a legit business. And that was the plan from day one. We had a, a five-year plan, and it was, all right, we're going to do this for five years and see if it's profitable as a business. And if it is, we're going to move forward. And if it's not, we're going to walk away. So we regrouped after the fifth year and sat down, and, you know, we – had some good things going with Dodge and yeah. you know the Saquon and the rest of our sponsors. So we decided, hey, let's just keep going until our contracts are up. And uh, you know, we brought Ricky on board. Is and everybody coming back that you know of? Or is uh, it so far, yeah, early? everything yeah. looks good. I mean, we'll know um, probably mid October um, if everyone does. But we have a contingency plan. If people aren't going to come back, you know, we have some tricks up our sleeves and some as stuff always that we've been working <laughs> on to uh, to go racing. Um, so. Hopefully, you know, we're, we're trying to turn our race team into kind of uh, the NASCAR format um, where you see, you know, different things and, you know, kind of run our business like a NASCAR team would, you know, with, you know, sales guys and, you know, marketing guys and to sell the team. Some people don't like that in our sport. Some organizations don't want you to m handle your business like a NASCAR team. So yeah. good luck with that. Good, well, good luck I mean. <laughs> Those people I know who you're talking about, yeah. they don't want it run like that. I mean, we've talked about it on the Pulp Show many times. It's not. It's I mean. it's it's really sad, and I don't really want to turn no, this into I, I a bashing on anybody no. because everyone's in business for themselves. But at the end of the day, without programs like ours and you know right. a lot of other teams, it's going to drive people out because you know our well, hands. I, I, our it hands already are has. Look how many people have come in and then come out in your just in your life as a mechanic slash. Uh, manager, how many I people? Can't even, I can't. How many people? Have, how many times? Have you, how many times have you heard this guy's got a ton of money? He's coming in. He's going to take it over. This guy's got a ton of money. He's going to come in and take over. They're here for three, four years. They realize this is stupid, and they're gone. 
because I don't see they. I mean, a smart businessman wants to see a return on his investment, yeah. and when you don't get a return, you're going to go, I'm out. And it's difficult. You don't get a return, and it's difficult. It's very difficult. Right. And in a lot of these Fortune 500 companies now, they don't want to see just their logo on TV. They want to see some data. They want to see some, you know, s- some numbers to back it up. And uh, I think in, unless you know, you can do that. I don't think you know, it's. The motocross industry isn't about, you know, spending a lot of money on, on sponsorship anymore. Yeah. So it's time to go outside the box and, and get it done. And I think, you know, we're pretty fortunate that that we have Kerry and Ricky as, as a platform that we could showcase these guys besides the racing end of it. You know, they're both icons in their own their own way. So having that, it's, it's definitely a blessing. Okay. That's what you're happy about. That's what you're proud about. What are you not proud about? What do you wish you could do different? What if you had a do-over? What would you do? Um, and I'm I th- talking just the H and H years. Yeah, I think I think as the position that I've been in throughout the years, I think I I could have handled the management part of it a little bit better with the riders and the employees and the personnel. I think I've learned over the years that you have to be able to separate your friendship and um, and business. And I had a I think really Hart's really good at that. Yeah, is he? I, I'm just guessing. Ah. No, he did hire Hanny again. He, he, he's, I'll tell you one thing about that guy. He is loyal. Yeah. He is loyal to his friends and, and okay, to so people that he knows. But for me, I, I like to be loyal too. And sometimes I, I speak too soon and I, I might've put my foot in my mouth a couple times and spoke when I shouldn't have and kind of led some people on thinking that they were going to get something and it didn't work out. Should not have told Matt Bonnie clippy clippy. Yeah, no, I needed to do that. <laughs> but Matt, Matt was a good dude. But I, I, yeah, yeah. I just think that I could have done things some better on that way. And, and just all around, you know, I think everything that I did, I learned from. Yeah. So I don't have any regrets. I wish that I'd, I don't ever want to go back and say, I wish I wouldn't have done that. So in, I the, wish fu- I did in that. the future, you go, hold on, I don't know, instead of saying. Exactly. Instead of. Uh, well, that's right. something that I, when Mark came on and, and we kind of gave out job titles, what people are going to do, I, I didn't want nothing to do with that with hiring riders and hiring mechanics and personnel. Um, And not because I didn't really want to. I think it's, I think when you're in the position like Mark is coming into, I think he needs to have full control. And I never wanted it to be like, oh, that's my guy. You can't clip him or you can't hire him. Or, or, hey, uh, Mark Johnson tells uh, Josh Hill something he doesn't want to hear. Hill turns around and asks you, and you yeah. say you give him a different answer. Yeah. It's a classic, uh, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, that's one thing we try to eliminate is right. is all the chiefs in the camp. Yeah. There's this one guy that's right. going to make the decision, and and that's what it is on on the racing end of it. You know, when it comes to business and money and sponsorship, um, there's three people that make that decision between me, Carrie, and Ricky. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and you know I was quite honored when we all sat down and they brought me in and they said they wanted to make me a partner in the team and give me part ownership of it. That was kind of a a cool thing and that made me feel, realize like you know what this hard work has paid off and for Kerry it was you know I was I was flattered because he's always told me that he was going to take care of me and you know this uh, was maybe it this was maybe it taking care of you I, you I don't I, oh, okay. I, I, you know what Kerry and I have been friends for a long time and he's a lifelong friend and no matter what he's someone that's there for me and I'm there for him and his family just like he's there for me and he's you know he's always there you know he's the first guy I call good or bad Right. And if I get into a jam in business or life, so, you know. Um, um, hey, so I don't know if you read Racer X this morning, but there was an interview with Chad Reed on there. Uh, I did it. Uh, we talked about him almost going to um, RCH. Mm-hmm. Said he turned down, you know, a lot of money to do it, um, to t- 
didn't couldn't bring his own guys, wanted to do his own thing. Uh, thoughts on almost having Chad Reed? Um, would have been good. It was a it was a catch twenty two for me, man. I, oh, twenty two, get it? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, I think with Chad, it was more of a. It was one of those deals again. He's such a good friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've known him forever, and he's really good friends with Kerry. Well, and also, you know, we to have, the Asta we, fan we, connection. We, yeah, Everybody we, we shares. We share the same manager. Um, but um, as a rider and an athlete, I, I really believe that he needed to do this for himself. Um, and I've told what, him What, needed to not do it, you mean? Yeah, okay. not do his own team, because I think he puts so much pressure oh, on wait, wait, himself. No. He needed to not – you think he made a, a – not a poor decision, but I, – I don't think you, he made the right business decision. Okay, But yeah. that's just me and yeah, yeah. Uh, and nothing about, oh, you know, screw no, Jack no, yeah, he yeah, didn't no, ride no, no. for my team. No, of I course think, not. You guys are bros. But. I don't think he made the right business decision, and I might be wrong, and he might prove me wrong, but I think well, he, he said needed in the to focus He said in the interview, on, he said, I gave up a lot of money and a lot less headaches. He knows it too. <laughs> I think he need his, needs to focus on one thing and one thing only. You know, two things, his family and his riding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he has employees and, you know, sitting down to worry about gear designs and bike designs and, right. you know, where he's going to go testing and this and that, I just think it's a lot to, to take in, you know, when you're focusing, you know, on winning a championship and winning races. Right. But that's my goal. That'd interesting to me as a former mechanic, he said the bike wasn't quite what he remembered it being. Yeah. Which I thought the RMZ was pretty close to you know his 09 one, but uh, you know he I, I don't think it was a, it wasn't a bad thing. I, just, I you know what I think it was just I think it could have we could have. It's not like you guys couldn't have changed anything. We could have yeah. we could have made it to where he wanted to be. I think we have right. all the right components to do that. But at the end of the day, um, I think he just didn't want to do it, and I think that you know by no means I think he bashed the program or the bike. No 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 no. And I think that he had his mindset, and maybe that was just icing on the cake. You know maybe it was like ah, I don't know I don't know. And then he rode the bike. And maybe he had it all built up that I was just this freaking oh, the last perfect time he, motorcycle. Yeah, the last time he was on it, he won a lot. So, so yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that had something to do with it, and he was kind of you know on the fence, and then he rode the bike, and he was like, eh, I don't think so. How how close did you think you had him? I mean, did you? Uh, I think it was, you know, I think it was pretty close. I wasn't in all the negotiation all, talks. Okay. I was in a couple of them, you know, and I knew what was going on every step of the way. Um, but I, I I don't think it was about the money. I really don't. I think Chad needs – I think he's really – I don't want to say hard-headed. I think he's – No, I think he's hard-headed. Well, <laughs> I, I think that he knows what he wants. And yeah. I think that's not – was. I don't think he thought that was the answer. And, yeah. uh, you know, hey, we'll find out. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I know he's been sick, and I know all these things happened to him. And, uh, dude, I'm a Chad Reed fan. I think he's an awesome guy, and I wish him the best. I really, I, hope, he, I really hope he goes kicks ass. I thought he was going to do your program too because it's money – Less headaches, and I'm like maybe he can bring Lars or yeah. Oscar or one guy. Yeah, it was loyal. It, it was uh, loyalty. It was it blew, loyalty. It, it his blew guys. me away. Yeah, he he, you know, he had to, you know, he has to pay, you know, those every one of those guys, and they all mm-hmm. have families, and they all have, you know, and I think that he is so loyal to his guys that he saying, you know what, if we're gonna go down, we're all, all right. gonna go down together. Uh, a program like yourselves, um, from your first year, you were on Hondas. You were – did you get help from Honda or did you have to buy yes. everything? No. You got, you got some help? Yes. You also had Rockstar. You guys had some good sponsors, although yes. Hart was a primary on the side, but you had Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Has your budget doubled since that first year? Easy. Has it doubled? Yes. Tripled? Uh, Here, it's doubled. Okay. Here's what I'm getting at. It's maybe and, close and, to being tripled, And maybe you're going to feel like you're on the Pulp Show again. This is why you got mad at the Pulp Show all the time. Here's where I'm getting at. You had 
maybe not that first year, but shortly after you had Matt Bonney and Chris Blose, and they were top privateers in the sport, right? Mm-hmm. And they were putting in some good, solid results. Smash cut to uh, five years later, four years later, you doubled the budget, and your results maybe aren't much better. You have a better out- a team. You're not playing beer pong in the pits. You don't have a smoke machine. You're definitely very, very much respected in the pits, more so than you were probably back then. But the results on the track haven't changed that much. Is that frustrating? Is that fine? Is results, you know, you're, you're talking about a NASCAR background. NASCAR isn't always about the results. It's about the team and the sponsors and presenting, you know, hey, we got, uh, we, you know, name a driver that doesn't win. Uh, Reed Sorensen? I don't know. Some dude. <laughs> Reed Sorensen. No, who is it? I don't even know. Okay. You, you can say all of them, but uh, Jimmy Johnson. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that's fine. At the end of the day, that's. Say Danica Patrick, because that's a perfect example. Good. You guys aren't like that. Your rider is more competitive than Dan Patrick, but you know where I'm getting at with this. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, do I have something there? Do uh, is, no, it, is it a source digging, of frustration? I think, I think you're digging a little bit there, um, because the guy that we have, you know, that was our number one guy last year yeah. was a, a lights champion. Yeah. Um, he is racing in probably the most competitive field ever. I would agree. It's way in deeper, Supercross. Yeah. yeah. So. You finish inside the top ten, you're doing okay. Okay. When those other guys raced, there was three or four guys that were good, and everyone else was, you know, yeah. no disrespect to Chris, but Chris Blos got fourth in Vegas that yeah. year. So, you know, Bonnie was eighth in the points or something, or was uh, he? I don't, I don't remember. It was so long okay. ago, but I mean, at the end of the day, you got to look at it like, hey, we've not. It's just not the salary of the rider; it's the team, and that was our number one goal was to build a strong team and the riders will follow eventually. Yeah. You know, we were always putting money back in. Like we just bought a brand new, not a brand new, but we just got a, a new test trailer, you know, with air conditioning, compressor, generator, right. cabinets, the whole thing, a featherlight trailer just for testing. That thing costs a lot of money. You know, we hired Mark Johnson for just all the, yeah. the data acquisition stuff and, you know, just his knowledge, you know. Just you know, hiring practice bike mechanics and, and just everything. Yeah. All and you guys have up. a lot of. Uh, I mean, when we yeah. when we when we raced when we started, dude, we had three mechanics and a truck driver. Yeah. Okay, we had no test guys, no suspension guys, no engine guys, nothing, and we did it at the bare nuts minimum, and we knew for us to grow, we were going to have to. I mean, we spent more money on smoke machines and go-go dancers <laughs> than we did on anything. <laughs> right. I mean, we spent more money on, on them than, yeah. than we did on our riders. You know, the riders didn't make much money. But um, going racing with an Ivan Tedesco uh, at, at Hanny, you're, you're getting good results. I mean, Ivan got hurt a lot, but he when he was on the track, he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what you're putting in now, you're close to the same results. So is that frustrating? Or do you look at you have to build what you have now well, and down the road – it's unfortunate in our sport that the rider is 90% of the equation, yeah. and there's three guys that could win, I maybe think, two. <laughs> I think for – you have to be a realist. You've know? yeah. you got to understand, like, we're not going to go there, and our guy isn't going to win the race. You know, we set goals for our team and ourselves, and if we finished, you know, inside the top five that we were overachieving, and if we finished fifth through tenth, realistically, that's where we needed to be. So yeah. we hit both of our goals in the indoor series and the outdoor series. So I think that was – you know, we reached our goals. We built the team. Yeah. It grew. We proved to the manufacturer 
that we were a legit team. We weren't just a bunch of, you know, yahoos out there. Right. And we're building, and you know what? Things are good. Our relationship with the Oshimura is, is great. Mm -hmm. um, Suzuki's happy. We're helping them, and, you know, that's all we can ask for. Right, right. And then in 14, then in 15 and 16, when everybody's deals are up, we have a legit program yeah, yeah. where these top guys won't be afraid to yeah. say, oh, that team, I don't know about that Yeah, do you team. think you could not have got a top guy two years ago, right? Or no way. Th three years ago. No way. Right. No way. They're going to look at your team and go, eh. Yeah. They slap on pro circuit stuff and they go yes, racing. exactly. Right. And now. I mean, I yeah. mean, there's, everyone knows. I mean, we, two, two really good guys tested our bikes and two really good guys were really into our program yeah. and really wanted to come there. But for some reasons, it just didn't work out, you know? And you know it's 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 a tough pill to swallow sometimes when you don't get what you what you want half the time. But do you ever call your buddy Coy Gibbs and talk about the guys you missed out on? Both him too. No, we, <laughs> we, we, we share our sorrows together. Right, right, right. Although unlike you, like Coy seems to think every rider he misses out on, the agent or the dad, is quote unquote the biggest idiot in the world. Uh, and you're more practical, I think. Our friend uh, Coy likes to. I, likes to. I mean, he gets know, very I, upset. I really enjoy Koi. I think yes. he's an awesome. As guy. I do, right. And and you know what? I, I I give him all the kudos in the world for doing what he's doing. But I, and no disrespect, I don't know anything about their their infrastructure of their program or their brand. But I think from them, that bike getting such a bad rap for all these years, it's really hurting him because yeah. I think even though a rider isn't going to dive for the money anymore and just go for the money and ride it out. I mean, it's a perfect example. Chad did do it. Yeah. He could have made tons of money. More than he made, you know, when when we rode, like, um, you know, Eli rode our bike, and we we did a whole test with him. Took our semi truck out there, took Berlude out there, put him on a full race bike, rode it, loved the bike, everything was great. But there were some circumstances that we could not control, and we couldn't do that. And we tried to get creative with everything we had to do, but we just could just not afford the bonuses. Right. The bonuses now are out of control if people do not know. So to get a top guy, you need help from the manufacturer. And we could not get that support. Is the manufacturers their the insurance program's gone right now? No, right? I mean, it's, it's still, still around, out there. But it's expensive. It's it's, it's just expensive. really expensive. I'll, I'll use this for example. Just to insure a guy like Brock Tickle. Yeah. Okay. To insure a guy like Brock Tickle, indoors and outdoors, it's for top three. Grand. Top three or top five. Top five. It's three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Just to insure a guy like that. Did he so, get any top fives this year? Yeah, outdoors. Outdoors. Okay. Yeah, he got two. Okay. But. But, so probably but, a wash on your terms as far as buying the policy or giving him the payment. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough, but when you get a guy like Eli, who's yeah, like we couldn't even get the the numbers. These insurance for, companies are not dummies. No, they're they, making right. they're doing really well. I mean, I know it costs probably to insure a guy like Villapoto, you're going to spend anywhere from eight hundred thousand dollars to a million to insure him. Yeah, that's what Kawasaki doesn't. They insure their riders. It, is our sport out of control with bonuses and agents and uh, salaries? Are we? Nah, I don't. You you showed me a text from a rider that uh, a pretty good rider what he wanted yeah. for 2013 yeah. or 2014. Yeah, I think he I was think. probably high. Uh, I I think you know he might have been on PCP because <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna name the name or nothing, but that money is insane for what. I, we're, okay, I, so I I, th I think that there what my personal deal is, and I talked to Coy about this three, four years ago, we were talking about one guy and we wanted to go after him. He wanted to go after him. Yeah. And I said, dude, why go into a bidding war? Why don't we just put a cap on it and say, we refuse to pay him over this amount of money. And, and you pick the team. And you pick whatever team you want to do. Because right. if you just keep bidding, bidding, bidding. I think that might be illegal just, though, Watson. 
Yeah, I know. What like it, it might be collision. Uh, uh, collusion. Collusion. Collision. Collusion. collusion. It might be collusion. I don't know if it is, but, but I, like, I yeah. don't. It's just so hard to say. I mean, some guys' values there, and some guys are not. But I just think that you know, at the end of the day, these guys are professional athletes. They need to get paid for what they do. Yeah. I agree. But I, I, but I'm, I'm all about. You know, I, I come from the Mitch Payton school. You know, he's Mitch has taught me a lot. You know, I say low salaries and high bonuses. Yeah. Don't earn your money. You know, Mitch has always told me. You know, when you talk to a writer, ask him how much money they want to make, and he says, "I want to make a million dollars." Go, all right. I'm going to pay you two hundred thousand dollars, and here's a way to make that million dollars if you really want to make it. But having said that, Mitch Payton had his worst, and I, I love Mitch. He had his worst year in, in nine years this year. Uh, I went back and looked. He lost out on Blake Wharton, lost out on Jason Anderson because of money. Marvin Muskin turned him down to go to KTM. I assume it was over money. Is Mitch Payton losing his? You know what? I'm just it's, saying. I'm not saying he is. It's but crazy. I, I mean, Pro Circuit is probably one of the most dominant oh, yeah, yeah, teams yeah. in yeah. motocross history. They had a bad year. So all of a sudden, everyone's going, oh, no. what about this? What about that? Everybody has a bad year. Of course. Everyone, of course. It happens to everyone. And right. you know what? Don't count that guy out. He will figure it out. No, I know, but is his strategy no. of not paying, no, not I, coming I, back to bite him? No, I, okay. I, don't, I don't think that's at all. I think that I th- I'm on the same page as him, and you know, we're, we're, we're to the point now where we don't want to pay riders a lot of money, and we won't. I mean, we had it worked out where if we're going to go get a guy and he wants, you know, call it $1.5 million, we're not going to pay him $1.5 million. We're going to go to our partners that are on our team and say, hey, you sponsor this team, but if this guy comes on, would you pay will you do this 30% contract? of will his you, contract? Right, right. Will you pay 15% of his contract? Yeah, and yeah. then we'll still pay some of that contract. Of course. But those days are done where you, a team like ours can't go pay a guy $2 million. So it goes back to my original point, my question to you, is it getting a little crazy? It sounds like it is. It sounds like I, it is. I, I think it is. Right. I, th- I think there's moments and times, you know, it gets a little out of hand. But uh, some, of the, some of these guys, if they're not on top, they're just going to drive themselves right out of a job. Um... 13 years ago, you were the manager of Plano Honda. Now, you guys were not on the level of a Mitch Payton or whatever, but you had some pretty good riders. Mm-hmm. What were the salaries? Do you remember? Yeah, Ivan, I remember Ivan Tedesco's second year, he made $10,000. <laughs> and he almost didn't take the job because he said, F that, I can make more money working at McDonald's. Okay, so. But but I, I would think like the average, no one got overpaid over, uh, you know what? I think when Casey high- Johnson made like a hundred grand, that was huge. Yeah, I think the highest guy, the highest paid guy on that team, um, was eighty grand. Okay, who would that have been? Would that have been Casey? No, it was when he came off of the pro circuit. It was Billy Payne. Oh, okay, eighty grand. Yeah, and I know Ivan's first year on the team, he made thirty-five grand. Okay, but he didn't get paid. They didn't. Owner, I guess it's the owner a, didn't want to pay Ivan was because he got hurt and he didn't race the whole year. He only raced like one or two races, and he thought like, "Well, you owe me because you didn't race, and I'll still take you racing, but I'm not going to pay you the same thing when I didn't get a value for my dollar." Then you got Ivan. Going, so maybe it's a little apples and oranges. What yeah, I'm trying to then do. You got Ivan going. Well, hey, I got hurt working for you. I got hurt trying to do this. You know, so <laughs> right, it goes back right. and forth. Pro Circuit Racing, based in Corona, California, and founded in 1978 by Mitch Payton, is known for two things, building high-quality horsepower and winning races. The name Pro Circuit is worldwide recognition that you have bought the best, and we strive to get you the very best products for your bike. 
from two strokes to four. Engine porting, suspension, and our top-rated exhaust products. We cover it all. And just one look at teams like Team 2-2 with Chad Reed, Star Racing, Harden Huntington, and of course our own team consisting of Dean Wilson, Martin Davalos, Blake Baggett, Justin Hill, Darren Durham, and Tyler Rattray. We make champions. Visit ProCircuit.com for more info on all the services and products. Pro Circuit. We race. When you started, when you quit being a mechanic in after 96, you worked for Chic. You went to be Motor Triple X team manager slash mechanic. You were still a mechanic, but that was your introduction into being a manager and, and putting together deals, putting well, together sponsor yeah, deals, putting first, together. Well, you know what? You know good as me. When you're a privateer mechanic, you are the team manager. Yeah, yeah. And I learned a lot about that, you know, and I built a lot of relationships with, you know. With but I'm talking about your first team building experience was probably Motor Triple X. Like, yes. hey, we got two guys. Yes. I need this yes. much money. Yes. I need, yes. yes. I mean, it was. It was. It was. It was totally off the hip. It was just like, wing it, go yeah. for it. It wasn't high end. It wasn't a lot of money. It was like, you know, but, for instance, I didn't even, Motor Triple X, they wouldn't even register and they put insurance on the box truck. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt Holler. Yep. Um, but I'm, what I'm getting to is uh, from 1997 to now is uh, 13, uh, 16 years. And you're literally dealing with millions of dollars now, and you were dealing with thirty grand in 1997. It's crazy, you know. It's crazy. I was. I'm not sure what the inflation rate is, but I know it doesn't work out from thirty grand to two and a half million or whatever it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was sitting on the airplane flying out here today, and I was just like, kind of just like going back in time and, and thinking about, you know, my life. And you know, I have a daughter now, and I, I kind of got this this relationship I'm working on, and just all this crazy shit that's going on in my life. And I'm just like, it's first time ever that the only thing that really keeps me sane is my job and how my job, your job used to keep you insane. I know, <laughs> I know. And it's, it's like, I wake up in the morning ready to go. Like what like I, I love a challenge with my job and it's like, I've learned so much. I remember when I first went to work with heart, I thought I was the cat's meow. I thought, like, I managed Plano Honda. I worked for a goggle company. I started yeah. a goggle. You know, I helped build a goggle. I worked on that side of the fence. You know, I worked on sponsor relations. Yeah, you had a lot of experience. I, and, I, you know, I was a mechanic, and I knew the industry in and out. I had a lot of great relationships, if they liked me or didn't like me, but at least I knew the contacts. And I walked in to, to go work for, for Hart and Huntington, and Kerry meets me at the door. And he goes, okay, you ready to start today? And I said, yes. And the yeah. first thing out of his mouth was, okay, you're going to leave everything that you think you know outside, and you're going to come in here and start all over again because you don't know how to run a, f a business. And you're I like, said, but, but. I go, what do you mean? He goes, this team is going to be run as a business. Everything's going to be yeah. accountable. You're going to have P&Ls, and you're going to have reports every week that you're going to have to do. So we can track numbers, and we can figure out this just isn't, isn't a credit card team where you just swipe it and not worry about it. And I was like, well, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. And he's just like, well, you're going to learn. Right. And you know what? From that, from that day on, it's, it's been really, really, really awesome for me to learn how to run a business. Yeah. And how to, you know, it's crazy because there's so many different variables with this team. You know, you got the clothing brand. You got the tattoo shop. You got the race team. You know, you got, you know, Carrie's, you know, all his backgrounds, you know, with his background with, you know, TV and, you know, music and all this stuff so it all you know i learned how to run a nightclub i learned how to you know the tattoo business i yeah. learned about all these you know running a clothing brand and sales and marketing and you know all this stuff i've learned so much from this motocross team 
that I think that, you know, I could pretty much, if it all came to an end, I have so much stuff that I've learned that I could take somewhere else and, and, and do really well in life. And, you know, I owe that all to Kerry. He's giving me the opportunity. And, you know, a lot of people always judge a book by its cover. You know, they always yeah. say, you know, oh, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? At the end of the day, I could look at myself in the mirror, know I worked my ass off to get where I'm at and where this program's at. It wasn't that long ago when you... I think it was before Utopia, or I think it was after Utopia. Sorry, I think you were. Did you go from right from Utopia to Heart, or no? No, I, okay, I so left. I left Utopia, were, and then I then I did. Uh, I worked for the Tony Hawk on the Boom Boom Hawk Jam. I managed all the athletes. I did the Warp Tour for a little bit. I did the, the Warp Tour were, for five years. You were working for Travis Elliott at a couple Supercrosses. Yeah. You were maybe in the midst of your substance abuse issue that you had with some pills. Yes. Way back. Yes, I was. Ten years ago. Yes. April no. was 10 years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So 10 years ago, and looking from the industry. Like April, was, April was 10 years like clean. Like from my was, it was like, we haven't seen Watson around for a couple years now. Yeah. You were doing whatever. And you've, you've rebuilt, you've come around to the point where you're not just a mechanic. You didn't make it back to being a mechanic on a factory team. You didn't make it back to being a team manager of a factory team. You've made it to the point where you're a part owner, uh, general manager, let's call it, of a race team. It's mm. a nice comeback from Yeah, you know, it, from it's pushing Travis Elliott Travis <laughs> Travis? Travis Elliott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travis Elliott's bike at some supercrosses. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that was something that I when I came back, like that was right before I, I went and cleaned up my act. I I remember going to that race and everyone's like, What's everyone gonna think? What's that? and you know at that point I didn't give a shit what everyone thought. You were thinking that or no, other people oh, were okay, coming yeah, up yeah. to me saying right. you know, what you know, you were a manager, you were this, you're that and I'm like, Hey, you know what? But at the end of the day I started being a mechanic and you know what, that's what I do. And believe me, that was we were riding we started out on a Y Z one twenty five on the West Coast and it didn't work out too well. So we went to the East Coast on a four fifty I mean, a 250F and a Yamaha, and it had an oil cooler on it. It had all this shit, and I, I couldn't even, like, I struggled on that thing. <laughs> Valves, and then, and then he oil broke, cooler. And then he broke his leg, and that's where me and you got to ride home in the private jet from Indianapolis. Oh, was that When then? I was working with Dave. Oh, I didn't know when that was. Okay, yeah. so that was it. So yeah. that was that. So I didn't, you know, I, I really didn't really give a shit what anyone ever really thought. I just knew what no, I did No, but I, do. I, I'm not, and I'm not saying, I'm saying you've just made a nice comeback. It's just that... In your life, in your total, you know, it was one of those deals where I had to look myself in the mirror and say, "What do you want? To, what do you want out of this? What do you want out of life?" I could have been one of those guys that blamed everybody for my problems yeah. and said, "Oh, poor me! This was the reason why, and that's the reason why." But you know what? I, I was raised, Josh does that a lot. I was just raised by a, by a really strong woman, and uh -huh. my mom raised me, and she was a, she's a little Italian lady that didn't take any bullshit, and always told me, "You know what? Save your drama for somebody else." You know what? You got to get your ass in gear, and you got to you know, put some goals down and reach them. And you know what I did? I mean, if you would have told me ten years ago I would be in this position, I would have said there's no way. But I would have said no way too. I think a lot of people <laughs> would have. But you know what? I think that you know, in life, in life, period. You know, do you think the president thought he was going to be the president twenty years ago? No. When he was you know. No. Snorting coke or whatever he was doing in college. Well, first of all, he's black, so he probably never thought. Exactly. Never, I mean, forget it. It's just a perfect example. Is you know, if you set your goals and you you make them realistic goals, and you just put your head down and work, mm -hmm. everything happens that's supposed to happen. So you reconnect with Hart on the on the Boom Boom tour. 
Um, no, what happened there was I just got done with Utopia. I worked. Um, Were you doing Boom Boom? Were you responsible for Heart's Huge Crash? I was. No, I was not responsible. Thank God. But I was. What happened was, he, he. I was on the landing side, and he was on the takeoffs, and I had to tell everybody to hold the other guy on there. It was Cliff Campbell. Yeah. And um, what happened was one of the skaters went up, and he was supposed to hit one of the decks the third deck and he came up on the first deck and the first deck went right in front of the takeoff ramp so Kerry was coming off the takeoff and all he seen was a skater pop up in front of him so he freaking let off the gas and hit his brake real quick so he lost his momentum off the ramp so he was in you know he was at this highest point and just threw the bike away and landed probably 40 feet to flat of the deck and that was crazy but the crazy story about that is I wasn't doing anything at the time, Oh, and it was after okay. the summertime, and I just got done from the Warp Tour, and I, I left Utopia, and I wasn't doing anything, and he said, hey, um, you need to call this guy Carl Harris for the Boom Boom Tour. Who's Mickey that? Diamond carried it. Okay, Carrie okay, called okay, me. Okay. Um, Mickey Diamond was doing it, and Mickey just got into supermoto racing, and he's not going to be able to do it, and I threw your name in there, and they need a guy to run it. Are you into it? And yeah. I said, yeah. So I went down, and they had, they had the rehearsals down in San Bernardino at the old airport there by Chaparral, and that's where it all started. And uh, I went so on the tour. So this is after Hearts Crash? No, it was before. Oh, I'm sorry. It was okay, like a I'm week lost. before okay. the tour started. They were doing rehearsals, and um, I went on because Carrie said, dude, I, you know, I want you to be there. You're yeah. my guy, blah, blah, blah. So I did it for Carrie, and he made it one tour, one show. We went to Vancouver, Canada, and after that was the next show. It was in Tacoma, Washington is where he had his where crash. And... Like he was in the hospital laying there, and his wife or his girlfriend at the time was in Toronto doing a show. His dad was back here, and he was all alone. And it was bus call, and it was time to leave. And they're like, kept calling me, and I'm like, I'm not leaving Carrie. I'm not leaving my friend here alone. Yeah, yeah. And and he looked at me, and he goes, Dude, just go. I'm like, Dude, I'm not leaving you here. You're all alone. He's like, yeah, Alicia's Alicia's on her way. My dad's gonna be here. No, don't you don't just. I'll be fine. Just just go yeah, do yeah. your thing. And I'm like, Dude fine you got two broken femurs a broken wrist punctured lung i'm not leaving you here dude by yourself and he said please go don't just right. do this so i ended up leaving and uh there it was yeah so okay so that's how you sort of reconnected with him and got him got on there but only for a show and yeah then it was you, only then one managed, show and then, managed the rest of the yeah tour. then yeah and then, then hart at some point says i want to go super super moto well he was uh him and uh, this guy named Donnie Wanit. I don't know if you know Donnie. Yeah, I know Donnie. Donnie, Donnie, and Donnie was been racing supermoto, and Donnie had already been racing yeah, supermoto. Yeah, and he called Kerry and he said, "Hey, you should check this out. It's pretty fun." Kerry got into it a little bit, um, and uh, you remember Hart was I was working for Hart on the side, tearing yeah, down some that. bikes and like helping him out, and he was all into supermoto. Yep, that loved was, it. That was right when I came into the picture. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, we might need some help at the supermoto race. What are you doing?" I wasn't doing anything. He goes, hey, you should Huck, go to a boom, race. Boom, boom, it ended at this point in your yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, it was done. Right. That was, that was, it didn't go, it didn't end too well for me on that tour. Oh, it didn't? No, okay. I, I made some big mistakes, <laughs> and they weren't happy with me. I cost a show one time. You did? On my, yeah, well, they. I don't know if anyone ever went, but it was all a wood um, ramps, and they had, like, a velodrome. Tony Hawk himself had to come uh, down on you? Dude, everybody did. <laughs> it was a velodrome. I don't think I've heard this story. it was made story. out of plywood decks. Yeah. And all it was was they were painted with sand mixed into the paint okay and to get grip and yeah we were all set up in houston and i was like dude the the ramp the 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 course looks like shit the paint's all coming off so i had this great idea that i was going to paint it and it had plenty of time to dry 
And I said, well, what do you guys do? And they said, you just mix sand in with the paint. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I painted it and I had you know a bunch of dudes helping me paint it, some like day workers, and they painted the whole thing. And then they just went by and they were just throwing sand on top of it. Oh. And the show's about to start and they're still, they're still knocking the sand off it and couldn't get the sand off the ramps. And it was just, it was a disaster. Oh. So we couldn't even ride that night. So it was shows know, over, folks. Thousands people, of people. The, no, the show still went on, but there was no moto, and the moto was like the major part yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they weren't too happy with me after that. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, yeah, so that so, was yeah. So then Hart at some point says, "I'm doing supermoto," and, and yeah, he said he was yeah. doing some supermoto. If I wanted to come out and check it out, and uh, I went to the first race I ever went to with him was uh, I just went to hang out and support him was on Long Beach, the duel at the docks at Troy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that was pretty cool. And then he's like, "Hey, next year we're gonna do the supermoto thing." You want to get involved? And I said, well, I ain't got nothing. He's like, dude, you think about moving up to Vegas? And I really didn't have anything going on. I was, you know, living in Tustin or something, and I was helping Tyler Evans at the time. And um, yeah, that was, I, my- it was it was just a good opportunity for me, and I, I had to, like, really say, what's going to better myself here? Do I see a future here, keep doing what I'm doing, or do I move up with Kerry? And I said, screw it. So I took the opportunity and, and moved up here. So that's what I was getting to. When did the Evans thing come in then? Because um, I thought that was after Supermoto. No, well, what with happened Hart. with Tyler was Tyler, we know, was doing his own thing, and um, I literally wasn't doing anything after Utopia. And oh, this is know, after Utopia. Yeah, I got your timeline all mixed up in my no, head, but okay. Uh, yeah, Utopia was the timeline from um, let's see, oh. oh three. I started Utopia at oh three. I worked at Utopia from oh three to oh five. Okay. Okay. Then Evans. I worked for Tyler. Then Huck Huck. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, boom, boom, Huck Huck. Boom, 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 boom was um, the the end of the, 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 it was the end of 05. Okay. It was was like October 05. Okay. So then after that, I I started working. I I worked for Tyler still then, you know, helping him with his deals and kind of, if you want to call it, you know, I don't know what you could call it. I did. I did a lot. I just helped him get sponsors and I. You know, he was riding pretty well. He was doing he good. Was, he was doing really good. I think he the thing that really screwed him up was he, he couldn't make the transition to a two-stroke from two to four. Oh, really? I really think okay. that he really – he had some really good rides on the two-stroke. Yeah. And he was one of those guys that just couldn't make the change. There's some shady-looking dudes around his truck, Watson, when you were there. Uh, I don't know. No? They're, okay. They're, they're, I mean, from the outside looking in, you might think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all really good guys, okay. including all right. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean, I don't mean Evans. I just mean – Dudes that look like they were full gang members. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. They were just that. looking I, that. Way. They were looking think, that way. I, you know, you know how that goes. I no, think I know. Everybody, you can't judge a book by its cover. Oh, I know. Certainly, if anybody, it's true. It's you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm never going to go back and change anything about anything I did. The people that yeah. I worked with, I learned a lot about business with Tyler. I mean, he taught me a lot about a lot of different things um, in, in different areas. You know, he's he's you know quite a unique guy himself, and things you know. Did, didn't really you know work out for him no you know once the everything went to four strokes and you know but in your eyes that was sort of what that was a downfall of him the getting to a four stroke i i personally think so i think he had a hard time adjusting um and what then, about his uh, banquet speech were you uh, were you on board with that banquet speech yeah i was there i know but were you on board with that banquet speech did you understand what he was going to do and no i didn't know he's okay. he, he i don't think he's that banquet's- 
he's the type of guy that just goes for it. And you know, dude, he come he, on, man, he, Suzuki, I'm right here. Dude, he, dude, that guy had so much passion for what he did, and he he yeah. wanted. He, he needed that opportunity. and he, He's one of those guys I really think if he got that opportunity, he wouldn't just stew in it. I mean, there's so many other guys that got that opportunity and never did anything with it. Yeah. I think he was one of those guys, you know, if he gave him that opportunity, he was going to do something with it. Um, Motor Triple X is coming back. Have you heard the news? I have. I got the memo. You got the memo. It was O'Neill is making some clothing. God bless him. There may be a team involved if sales really pick up. I don't know. <laughs> you know what the crazy <laughs> thing is? Um, Burning building. Eric Sandin. Jordan or Kurt, and you can only save one. The three founders of Moto Triple X are in a burning building. They're crying for your help. I'd have to throw Jordan over one shoulder and Smelly over the other. <laughs> and Squinny would find his way out because that's just the way he is. He's a weasel. He'd weasel his way out of the fire. Is that Haller? Is that Kurt Haller? But you know what's crazy about the whole Moto Triple X thing? A lot of people think like, you know, Jordan, Kurt, this and that. Jordan and Eric own the least yeah. amount of the company. Yeah. You know, they they don't own – I own more of Hard Huntington than they own Moto Triple X. And, and one guy mm. in that camp is just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I hope to God he goes it. I know that Jordan has so much passion for the brand. Yeah. And he will not let it go away. He will not. He'll fight that thing to the end. Uh, I'm just waiting for you to get the call. No, nah, it ain't going to happen. Just come back. No. Hey, what's funny, though, uh, and you and I have been around long enough uh, doing this, is Triple X, we're so old now, 2013. Triple X was, uh, f- well, Alan Brown took it over after, but let's say the two or three years, 97, 98, 99. Mm-hmm. That was kind of. That's the, when it was in the heyday. Yeah, it was a heyday. It was 13 years ago, 14 mm-hmm. years ago now. Uh, and, and we found this out when we did the Great Western Bank show you had a good point about that when we got those guys together on a pulp show but it, we've been around so long Watson. and we're so old that people are now like remember when yeah and when you, when they remember it on the internet or on phone calls or emails it, it's a hell of a lot more glamorous as they remember it than it really was yeah <laughs> i mean like do you know what i mean <laughs> i i just wish i used to look at you and you'd be like oh, fuck, watson has got this fucking punk rock team yeah. like, i don't know what's going like and now people are like it changed the world <laughs> Oh God! And you know what? It's it's God so, bless him. God bless him. You know what? It's it's funny when I look back at it. It's like, dude, I wish to God it was if there was something like that happened now because you could document the whole thing on yeah. cell phones and yeah. and you know what I mean? It's those are back in the day when you didn't even have com- you know camera phones where yeah. you just had to throw away cameras and dude, I the cardboard I to, ones, yeah, yeah. Dude, I swear to you, dude, I I used to have like twenty of those things that I would always buy and just take pictures and I I cannot find them and I don't know where they're You're at. Good if, if, you someone, find them. Yeah. if someone found those. Man, they're going to have a good time. <laughs> but it's a lot more glamorous on the internet talking about it now or us doing a, a show about the Great Western Bank than it really was. Yeah. It, <laughs> and it's crazy when you're living it and when you're in that moment yeah. and you're doing it, you never think no, down you the You never think what's going to happen, what people are going to think about it in 10 years. No, you know, it's just no. your livelihood. It's what you do. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, like I said, I ain't going to change nothing. I mean, the Triple X thing was awesome. Will you or will you not purchase some clothing? I will not. Would you wear it if it? No, really. I don't think. Oh, because hearts battle. Heart battles. I, it doesn't with even matter with heart. heart I mean, I wear the, different the brands. Bike, I wear the backflip bike. The backflip bike. Oh, that's. <laughs> it's the right graphics. You on know, it. it's it's so crazy. Like, jo- like Jordan kind of knows the industry a little bit. What he wants to know about it. Kurt never got it. Smelly is just that easygoing, great guy. And the thing is with 
they just don't understand like you know how how that worked with the rider. They would give a rider a, a set of graphics and you know maybe pay for a, a you know a trip somewhere, and they think that they they own the guy head to toe. You know what I mean? And why isn't he running these graphics? Well, you gave him one set three months ago. There's certainly a few riders, and Danny Stevenson was just over, and we spoke about it. I don't think when you were there. There's certainly a few riders that are wondering, uh, like the the owners of Moto Triple X, the first video, and then the, the first Krusty Demon. Yep. Made a lot of money. Yeah, and some I'll riders what, like though. Denny are like, we should have probably been paid. Um, the Triple X guys, you know, they they paid the guys to come out and film. But, oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, but they they took their money. They weren't like in no disrespect to the Krusty guys because those guys are awesome. Yeah, they took their money and put it back into it by doing a race team. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get rich on it, you know. They didn't, you know. They didn't, you know, make a ton of money and put it in the bank. They put it right back into the program, and that's was was the game plan from day one. What uh, What's the number one mistake? Um, you talk to Goy Gibbs a lot. You You know Mike Genova a little bit. Um, you've certainly, you know, you started Motor Triple X. You started Plano. There's a lot of people in the pits that J-Bone. There's some people that we used to just be mechanics with that are now in positions of power or they own teams, Alan Brown or whatever. What's one mistake a lot of them are making in your eyes? And I, I don't want to – maybe mistake's not the word, but what, what do they do that you that you sort of learned not to do? I think – as I, I don't really understand your question. Do you mean okay. like in business or – No, as it, a race as, team, owning a, a race at the races or okay. as a race team or – what are they focused on that's maybe, you know, what? Um, that's kind of a, a tough question because okay. I think everybody has a, a – I mean, I'm not here to judge anybody's program or tell them how to run it. What works for us is successful for us. It might not be successful for JGR. Yeah. You know, it might not be successful for Alan Brown. But uh, I'd like to say that, you know, the platform that we have for our program is works for us. I can't go and tell – you know, it, like I'll, I'll use Moto Concepts for instance. You have a guy that owns that team that's very financially set, and you know he thinks and, he's going to come in and change the face of it because he's rich and all that. Well, those guys come and go, um, and if he doesn't get support or get a good sponsor, I give him another two to three years, if that, and he's going to pack it up because at the end of the it's day, hard to bleed money, huh? I mean, it, it's you know I, I just don't see it. I don't. I, you don't. If you're not winning and you're not dominating, and if you're in it, you, you couldn't be that pumped to go to the races and not win year after year after year after year after spending and, millions and, spending and millions money, of dollars. Right, right. So, I think um, you know a lot of these guys. It's really not set up as a business, and it's not set up to to make it into a, a profitable business at the end of the day. Right, gotcha. Um, I've long said this on the show, and I've written this, and, and I, I have a column coming out about it um, in a little while. Supercost, we're coming up with the Monster Cup. Joker Lane, three 10-lap main events, uh, track going into the stands. I'm all for this, and I think they're going to bring back the semis next year. But um, Did you have something to do with that? You think no. you did Nothing. Not the semis. Did you put the request in? No. Because no. you did – you The uh, name change. I, I always give you shit about this. The name and, and, the, and the numbers, the, the names of the races have been changed because of you. Uh, yeah, they have. Okay. Um, don't you feel like the Supercross guys, and whether it's the Feld or the teams or the OEMs, I don't know who it is, but 
it's it needs to be changed. We've been doing 20 laps, 25 laps for a winner, like no whole shot points, no laps led points, no joker lanes, no different formats. Don't we need to friggin' change something? I, I think it needs to. I think the whole I mean, deal come needs on. to be changed. And you know what? On the racing end, I'm I don't, not even touching the. I'm not even talking purse. I, obviously, that. That's, you know what? I, uh, I I really think that something has to be done. I don't know. I mean, it's been going on so long. Triples I think. are 65 feet. They were 65 feet in '96 when we were all on two strokes. They're 65 feet now when we're on 60 horsepower 450s. I I, I think that Feld can really give a rat's ass about that. I think they're worried about selling tickets and getting people in there. You know, like I always say, it's a show to them. Yeah. They don't say, hey, the races start at 7 o'clock. They say the show starts. You know, they're more worried about, you know, fireworks and, you know, making sure that their banners well, are clean. Well, then should somebody change the format? But who's going gonna to change it? Who can change it? They have full control over it. Nobody, but Feld has control over Supercrosses, you know? Yeah. I, I, do you agree that needs to, though? You do. I, like yeah. I said, I yeah. think there needs to be a lot of things changed. Um, in, in yeah, the, and we've talked about marketing and, and all that kind of stuff, but I just mean the format, too. I think I think a lot of the spectators and the fans, um, I think it's going to put you know new life back into the series if they did do that because it's going to be something new, and I think year after year after year the people coming back, it's the same old thing. It's the same old deal. You got your four heat races and you got a freaking forty-five minute intermission. Yeah. Then you got your last chances and you go right into the main and it's cut and dry and it's over. I know what the reason why they're trying to do it is TV package, TV package, TV package, but I think something needs to change. Do you feel um, from your days of how much longer you got? You got a little bit long, you got 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah. Good. Do you feel like from your days of uh, helping out Brian Deegan, uh, we've seen Pastrana come and go. Certainly he was a breath of fresh air. And Chad is okay. James is all right. But our rider, I'm not sure if our riders have ever been more boring than what they are now. Our champions, our riders through the class. I, I, and I mean I would, this with all due respect. <laughs> I, I would have to agree. I think they're they're pretty much robots. Um, I think you you, you, you know what to expect, what you're going to get. You know what kind of interview you're going to get on the podium. There's really not that much enthusiasm with with the guys. I think you that, can knock Pastrana all you want, but he was good, man. Oh, he's he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does now. Yeah. I mean, he's not maybe not be the best NASCAR driver, but he sure puts a big you know breath of fresh air into it. If there's a reason why ESPN pumps his name yeah. and says Travis Pastrana all this. I mean, he's he's their he's their go-to guy for advertising and marketing in NASCAR. He has to be if he would be on all the commercials. And he's the only guy that's going to get 20th place week in and week out that's going to get that kind of coverage. So, do you think you're going to do that in Supercross and Motocross? <laughs> you think they're going to put a guy around, you know, who's your 20th place guy in the series? Yeah, Weston Pike. Uh, yeah, it can happen. <laughs> yeah. He's better than that too, by the no, way. No, yeah, but I'm just trying to general guy. A general guy. Uh, Nick Ways are, are good at it. He's exciting and interesting, but but where does he come from? He's yeah. from the old school, right? Right. You know what I mean. So, yeah, our guys are boring. They need to, we need to fix this somehow. Yeah. yeah. I How mean, do the, we though? There's some personality out there, and people want to do what they do, but they all have a bad rap, like they're bad guys. You know, they're not even. I mean, I'll throw Josh's name, Josh Hansen's name out there. If if that guy could go out and race like he can ride a motorcycle and be that good, he'd be a perfect guy. Mm -hmm. You know. To, to, to do that kind to of To lighten stuff. it up a little bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at Travis Preston back in the day. He was awesome. Right. You know what I mean? You have these guys that can do it, but there's I think there's so much sponsorship dollars involved now and so yeah. much determination and work and work ethic 
and testing and everything that goes behind racing that I think a lot of these guys are just so focused on what they're doing and they don't they don't have a they don't live a life besides racing their dirt bike. They yeah. don't know. No. Half these guys don't even know what a freaking beer bong is. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, come on, man. Uh, yeah, like Villapoto one time, you know, him and I are pretty good friends and, and when I interviewed Wait, him Wait. Friends? Friends. Or buddies. What was the last time you went and just said, Hey Villapoto, let's go to dinner away well, from the track and you drove down to his house and went I don't live him. where he lives. Okay, I've so that's what I mean, good friends you are. So you don't even know where your friend lives. Okay, go no, on. No, I don't live where he lives. I okay. live in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. But so you, what, what you am I going to drive to SoCal? Why not? For dinner? Why not? Okay, if you're I in California. Uh, how about you? I don't go to California. Do you, I talk to you. consider him a friend. Do you talk to him a lot? If Do you ever call him just to go, hey, what's going on? Yeah, we do. We yeah, do. you talk, we do. just talk about life. You don't talk about racing at all. Oh, no, we always talk about racing. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying okay. to get at. Ryan Villapoto wouldn't but, be your friend if you worked at Burger King. And you never knew them. That's not the type of guy but, that you'd be friends with. You wouldn't be friends with uh, Brock Tickle at, if he were to Burger I, King. I don't consider Brock Tickle one of my personal friends. You know? I mean, no, I don't. It's like a replay of a Monday night for me. Well, Look, dude, I hate when you point. say that. He's my friend. He's not your friend. He's your acquaintance through racing, through business. He's my acquaintance. Okay, there you go. That's he, all I wanted you to say. He loosens up when I interview him a little bit. And he said one time he said that something sucked balls. And he got a talking to by the Cowie guys. Like, hey, you can't say that. So is it partly not the riders' fault? It's partly the team's fault for what we're talking well, about? No, because they, uh, when, when you're on a team like that and, you know, you have the Japanese, you have the OEMs, there, there's, there's, some, you know, there's some guidelines. You've got you to gotta play by the rules. And I think it's just like any other business in corporate America, you have to, you know, you have to play the game. You have to be, you know, you have to, you know, watch your, you know, watch your language and do what you need to do is, okay. is best for your sponsors. Nick Ray's my friend. I believe that. Okay. I believe that. Tim Ferry? He's your friend. Chad Reed? Uh, I don't know. I go to his house every year. Uh, I don't know. And what do you go to his house for? To film him? To interview him? Yeah, to talk about? Yeah, yeah. but we hang okay. out after when the okay, cameras are Okay, after when the cameras. Okay. Yeah. But you just wouldn't go down there without your microphone and, and go there and hang well, out. I'm going to try to do a job, you know. Oh. Just, well, that's what I'm trying to get Look, at. Do you, okay, are you buddies with Ricky Carmichael? Yeah. Are you friends? Good when friends. you hang out with them, do you All not the time. do you not discuss motocross? Not, nope, hardly. Bullshit. Bullshit. You won't say, "Hey, Mark said this, and Brock said no, this." No, not when we're not when we're at Hill, work. Hill said this. No, nope. we we are friends. I would like to. He, we, I would like you are, to record your conversation one time, hidden mic. I guarantee you, motocross would come up forty percent of the time. I, I guarantee you, it doesn't. Forty percent. Forty. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. He's a personal friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, I'm not, a I'm good not, I'm friend. Not denying we go that. on vacations but together. I'm, we hang out. My That's point a friend. Is, okay, a perfect example is a friend. I don't Have you go ever on been on vacation with I don't go to vacation. I don't go on vacation. Oh, really? We're, I thought you were going to Hawaii. I ha I'm going on one, yes. Oh, oh I thought you I'm, do not go. That's I have going. not gone yet. I am going now. You're an idiot. You know where I went to last vacation? I took my wife to the Motocross of Nations, <laughs> to France. Dude, get a life. Come on. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can say Come that. On. I'll give Come you that. All right. Hey, you know what we have in common today? We're both wearing flip-flops. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> shocker. Look, look at my shorts. They're cargos. Now that is a shocker. Right? Yeah. Um, all right, Watson. Um, Hard Rock Hotel. We've done an hour of bullshitting and talking about different things. Um, I'm going to go get that unicorn tattoo. Unicorn, a dolphin riding a unicorn. <laughs> and, uh, and Hart's going to give me 50% off, I hope. Maybe I thought tell you said him, he might sit in on this thing today. He was, but he had a little fire drill go down. But, hey, you know what you could do, though? Go in there and tell them you're friends with Ryan Villapoto. They might give you a deal. Oh, there we go. Nice. <laughs> I like it. All right. The Pro Circuit uh, Pulpcast uh, with Kenny Watson live from the uh, 
Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Thanks, Watson. All right, no problem, Steve.